Welcome to Don't Let Dave Win, the podcast that explores mental health and that negative inner voice that we all have within the world of the arts industry. My guest this week is actor and writer Solomon Sean Gordon, an insanely talented artist who I had the pleasure of attending acting school with. We met at All In Actors in 2020 where we trained together and it was amazing getting to catch up and have this discussion about the highs and the lows of the acting industry. Solomon took a break from the industry for a few years because certain negative experiences were impacting his mental health. He chats so beautifully about his journey and about how he tackles his inner voice. Hey Solomon. Hi. Thank you so, so much for giving up your day to come and chat to me. No, you're welcome. Um, so yeah, before we start properly, I just thought we'd have a little check-in. So like, how, yeah. how are you feeling today, genuinely? Um, I'm feeling good, actually. Yeah, I feel good. good. Uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit nervous, because this mm-hmm. is the first time being on like a, a podcast. Yeah, I feel kind of the same, like nervous, but excited. I'm always going to be a bit anxious, like, oh am I ready to host a podcast? Am I going to ask the right things? So yeah. Yeah. You're going to be fantastic. You're going to be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the title for this podcast is Don't Let Dave Win. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically because Dave is my kind of inner voice Mm -hmm. of anxiety and self-doubt. And every time I perform, I I can never remember the feedback that anyone gives me because my Mm -hmm. head is just so like loud because I'm just kind of surrounded by this bubble of like anxiousness, Mm. I guess. And I thought, yeah, like I want to speak to other people and see if they have that as well. Mm -hmm. And if so, like how much of an impact does it play in sort of your life and your career? Do you have the same? Do you have like an inner voice? I do have an inner voice. I think think everyone does, right? We, we, We all have someone who's always like, no, you're not good enough. Or, or it's, it's telling you something which makes you anxious or like maybe you shouldn't be here. So for me, there is a voice um, that's there. And it comes if I'm in a situation which I'm not familiar with. So if I was to go into like a, an audition room and I know that everyone in this room has maybe gone to an accredited um, drama school. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm out, out of my depths a little bit. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's that voice that, that comes into play at that point. Yeah. Um, there's, not, there's not a name mm-hmm. for the voice. I know there's, there's something there. Yeah, I know yeah. there's something there. But it, I wouldn't say I've got a name for it. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. If you were to give it a name, can I push you to give it yeah. one now? <laughs> Just for the sake of this. <laughs> uh, Rufus. Rufus. Rufus, let's call it Rufus. <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of works actually with like the whole... The whole like drama school kids like it sounds like kind of a oh, rufus like a high highbrow yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah it, would you say that's kind of the main one of the main insecurities like the fear of having not done a three-year drama course not now but that's what it was before that's why i decided to go to all in actors because i decided that actually the only way to quieten that voice would be to get the training yeah so did you do training previously or did you kind of jump into the industry Without any training, so I actually I actually did a, a degree in theatre and English. Okay, so that's that's what my degree was in, but the course was just all theory based. So I know a lot about Brett and Stanislavski, but I left the course not knowing anything about acting. So 
And then when I started going to auditions, it was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't have any, <laughs> don't have any training. You've kind of got all the theory, but not, yeah, 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 yeah. not so sort I, of the practical. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So when when did you enter the industry? Um, it's probably around two thousand and eight or nine. Enter the industry. Okay. Properly, I was like, yeah, let me let me do this now, and it was just. It was a it was a crazy experience because it's just like you just don't know what to do, right? In terms of where do you go, who do you speak mm. to, how do you approach it? So yeah. it was just kind of go on to whatever website is kind of like advertising jobs, and then you just apply for them, and hopefully that you get an audition, and then you get an audition like, wow, I've got an audition, this is amazing, <laughs> and you go to the audition and you're there for like maybe two minutes, you're like, oh okay, yeah. But I was calling from Birmingham. So I was going all the way to London for two minutes. Oh, <laughs> you know? so you like, asked, yeah. Oh, does it make sense? What am I doing? <laughs> oh, commuting for hours and it taking yeah, the whole yeah, day yeah, for yeah. sort of the sake of two, minutes. two minutes. And it's all yeah. the rehearsal time as well, like the yeah, preparation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I always find it really hard to tell how I've done as well, which mm-hmm. I think is when Dave comes into play. Like, I feel yeah. at the time like I'm doing okay. I went to one recently actually for... Um, theatre peckham rep company training yeah and at the time i felt quite confident i was quite happy with how it was going Mm -hmm. but then as soon as it was finished instantly in my head i was like oh you did this wrong you could have done this bit better and by the end of the day i was like no it didn't go very well Mm -hmm. i was like in tears like oh i fucked it up yeah like i'm definitely not gonna get a recall um and I have, I've got through to like the next ah, round. Congratulations, Dave messing up. <laughs> yeah. talking to you. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, the second round for that. And, and whether I get it or not, I'm now kind of like, okay, you can yeah. never tell mm-hmm. how you've done. Because yeah. I was convinced, like, you've messed up this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I probably hadn't. It's just that you focus on all the minute yeah, yeah, details of stuff that you've done wrong, mm-hmm. rather than all the stuff that you did well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so true. It's, it's so true. It's it's a it's a mental thing. You you have to be on top of the 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 voice which is telling you no, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not gonna progress in the industry. There's there's um did Dave appear before the the uh, audition? I don't think so. Yeah, I felt weirdly calm. I was feeling quite confident and like, no, you know what? I've done a year of training now. Yeah, I'm ready. And it was a monologue that I knew really really well. Yeah, it was only afterwards that he sort of came into play Um, but sometimes it's the other way around like yeah Yeah. in classes it was sort of definitely the other way around it'd Mm -hmm. be before I got up it'd be like everyone else is way better than you are and it's going to be obvious like they're going to be able to tell yeah which again was Dave and like but everybody's going to be worried and have their own anxieties Mm -hmm. going on at the same time which I don't think I realised I sort of thought everybody else would be super confident and and not have those issues but like everybody does like you said yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so true Rufus yeah. <laughs> appeared but he appeared as why are you doing here because there's that kind of oh you've been in the industry why are you why are you coming back okay and Rufus had to be humbled because is that voice which it wasn't it wasn't an anxiety thing it was just something which was keeping me in my head uh, so it was a voice was like oh you shouldn't be here maybe you shouldn't be doing this uh Maybe you're not a good actor. Um, and it was just like, no, you need to be quiet. I'm here and I'm doing it. And then there was a period of time where uh, I would say maybe it was after Christmas where I was just like, no, shut up, Rufus. 
And, I, and from that point on, it was just like, actually, you are here. And I learned so much just being from all in actors, from everyone in the group. It was just amazing when I look back on all the things that I learned. But at the beginning, I wasn't able to digest that information because Rufus, so to speak, was talking you know just, just making up noise and... unnecessary chatter yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 you always seemed so present and composed mm-hmm. so it just goes to show that you can never tell what's going on in mm-hmm. inside someone else's head because you always came across as just very very confident very present thank you yeah like i never would have guessed that you had all that sort of background yeah. noise going on <laughs> so, yeah, likewise as well you, just, you, ne- you never know what's what someone's going through right for sure you never you never really can tell. Do you, do you have it sort of in a non-acting capacity as well? In terms of... In terms of, does Rufus sort of come into play in other points in your life as well? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, dating? Dating? Okay. Yeah, okay. dating. Yeah, it does appear in dating. And it's weird because at one point, say maybe I was 16, I would just like, you know what? I am talking to anyone I want any girl I want to speak to I would speak to and now it's just kind of like oh what am I going to say the right thing and and it's it's a voice again right it's a voice are oh, you good enough are you going to are you going to impress her and stuff but what I try to do is just focus on what I can control right that I think that's all you can do and I think that that's how I deal with that kind of voice which kind of affects other parts outside the acting yeah that's really interesting yeah, that's Does it interesting. To you or? Yeah, I think I've been thinking a lot recently that I don't know if if Dave is sort of a a name that I've given to like my anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. I don't know if by calling it Dave and explaining it in kind of that context makes it a bit easier to talk about. Yeah. I think definitely for sort of like family and it's hard to be really open with close people like family. Mm-hmm. And it's also really hard to be open with people you don't know very well. Yeah. It's kind of the people in between, like your friends and, mm-hmm. and peers, that I yeah. find it easier to be a bit more open with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I've been wondering recently whether Dave is like an easier way of saying I have these mental health yeah. issues going on, which my family know about anyway. Mm-hmm. Like they know that I used to take antidepressants and, okay. and I, I went and saw a therapist or counsellor when I was at university. Yeah which they already know about. So I'm sort of like, I don't know why I find it so hard to still like use that terminology, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I've I've been trying to decide whether Dave's a separate thing or whether it's kind of all the same stuff. If that makes sense. No, that definitely makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Interesting you talked about in terms of not speaking to your family about certain things. And I remember that university, same with me. So I went to see a counsellor in university and I told zero people. No one knew about it. Um, and because in, in the sort of black community, it's frowned upon to kind of like, you know, talk about your problems or talk to anyone about it or maybe friends and family, but no one really talks about certain things. And so it's only in the last kind of like maybe year or two. But I said, yeah, I can just talk about it freely. Like, yeah, yeah, I went to a counsellor. Yeah, it was cool. It was all right. I enjoyed it. And... I would definitely, definitely go again to be able to, you know, talk about things that are going on. And it's just, it's it's interesting how now it's more kind of like, you know, you can talk about mental health and now, which is which is really good. Yeah, it's definitely changing. I, yeah, think, I think people are starting to be a bit more open. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think definitely it's still, 
I definitely feel sorry for men with mental health. It's getting better with yeah. certain charities and like the boys get sad to merch and, and stuff that's out. It, it's getting a lot better, but yeah. I think it's still, I tend to talk to my female friends a lot more and then they're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. Like the kind of male friends I have in my life are still a bit more closed off about it. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess it's still a bit more of a taboo thing. It's going to be a man, that sort yeah. of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, we're strong. We got to, but you have, you have those days where, you know, you, you're not, you're not 100%. I mean, for me, when I have days where I don't feel completely great, I know my go-to place is to start writing. And as soon as I do that, then my problem kind of just goes like, okay, it's gone now, it's good, it's good. So it's nice for me to have like a, a go-to place where, oh, you know that you're not feeling great right now. This, let's get your laptop out, let's start writing. Nice. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's something which has helped me a lot. And in terms of how the writing is, you can see that it allows me to process what's going on. So the stories are a part of the story will have something that's happening in it. And you'll say, oh, okay, this is what he was going through at the moment. It just allows me to kind of break down the problem and resolve it. That's amazing. Like you found a method that works for you. Yeah, 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 which which is good. yeah I'm kind of the same actually like I feel in the mood to write when I'm kind of going through a bit of a dark headspace which is kind Mm -hmm. of kind of good and bad like it's it's nice to have something that works but it's also like it's frustrating if you want to create something so it's like I don't have to wait until I'm like (laughs) borderline breakdown to (laughs) come up with an idea catch 22 (laughs) yeah definitely um yeah I I realized I haven't even asked if you were to sum up what it is that you do because you don't just act like you just said that you do a lot of writing and so what would what would you say that you do? Um, I would say I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. and, he, and he started. It was when I left All In Actors. I said, Actually, I'm an artist. I'm not just an actor. I'm an artist. I like to create. I'm a. I, I believe I'm a storyteller. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way of summing it up. And yeah, you're not just tied into one box no 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 no, no. yeah amazing have you ever had a bit of a break from the industry so you you were in the industry and then you decided to do it all in actors so what what kind of led you on that journey so i had a had a break i'd left disappeared uh, and it was basically because um so i started getting roles i was actually getting roles but then after a point i just kind of reached the ceiling and the kind of roles i was receiving were kind of like um, gang members and thug number one, thug number two, <laughs> gangster number one. What you know, it was bad. And I was just like, no, this is not. <laughs> this is not why I, I I wanted to act. And the area where I grew up, um, that's what I see all the time. So I don't I don't really want to play those roles. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but these were the only roles which were available. Um, but then there were certain auditions I was going to, and I was just having very bad experiences in terms of kind of like race racial kind of experiences which are kind of which were which were really bad certain things which were said and that was affecting my mental health as well um and i'd said actually you know this is not for me i left i just left the industry um went into work and work worked in sales for a long period of time um but it was always something pulling me back into acting yeah do you feel comfortable? Can I like push you to give an example of the stuff that was said? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so I, I went, I went to a, um, <laughs> an audition. It was, it was in Huddersfield, Yorkshire, and I remember um, the guy was 
okay, we, we need you to read this. So I read the the script and and I kind of put on a like Birmingham the certain like if you're if you're kind of like a I know a bad boy road person or whatever they speak a certain way. So I kind of put that that kind of slang on. I've done it, completed it, and then it was like, oh, you know what? Um, don't don't forget don't forget where you came from. You know, don't forget who you are. I said, oh, what what do you mean? And then there was like a a switch where it's like, oh no no no, I don't mean it like that. So I don't think it it, it was it was just you had to be there to to know what, what it is. Uh, and there was other occasions where I go to auditions and a guy would like would say something like, oh yeah, yeah, we want you to, you know, do the black thing and stuff like that. All right, what, what do you mean, what's the black thing? And I was like, oh, this, just doesn't, this just doesn't feel right. You, you just know when it doesn't feel right. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, there'll be certain comments and maybe it's not even intentional, but it's just, it's there. And then when when you go back to you know friends and you talk about it, they're like, "Really? They said that?" So you know that you wasn't just. It's not just you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not just uh, you. So I mean, what, from that experience, which was you don't want to go through bad experiences to be inspired. But I wrote a play um, called Fate of Black, which was um, performed at Stratford Royal, and that was talking about highlighting my experiences in the industry and or other black actors watched when they watched the play they were like oh, you were read you were actually writing about my life so it's a shared kind of thing in the in the industry uh, that this happens which is I, obviously really really shit but that's amazing yeah. that you created something that people were able to connect with and be like wow okay mm-hmm. you've just summed that up really yeah, really well yeah. so like, it was nice to have that experience but like i said you don't want to go through something in order to create something do you know what I mean it's yeah. not it's not ideal and obviously that's such a shame that that was your experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of forced you into having a break I guess like yeah, that, yeah. that was the thing that kind of made you think okay now this is enough the industry mm-hmm. isn't welcoming enough for mm-hmm. me at this period of time exactly yeah I think for me it was I think it goes back to kind of what is in my control mm-hmm. and okay you can go into a room and someone may not want you and that's fine but as long as you go in that room prepare and stuff and that's that's all you can do, right? Now I will speak up. Before I, did, I wouldn't speak. I didn't say anything apart from like when I said it to that that guy. I said, "What what do you mean?" And and as soon as I said it, there's a part of my brain which was like, oh, "You're not getting this role. <laughs> you know, you're not getting this role." And I didn't get the role. And I didn't even get a reply to say, "Oh, we're not going to choose really? you." It was just nothing. Yeah. So, oh, wow. we'll get back to you in the next. We'll get back to you in the next twenty four hours. I didn't hear anything and I was just like because it was just I know what's happened there and there was that fear of maybe not saying anything because you don't want to lose the role Mm -hmm. where now I'm like I don't care I don't really care it doesn't matter and also you don't want to work for people who are going to say comments like that to you as well so kind of if if they're not going to hire you then fuck you like it's your loss and I don't really want to work for you anyway Mm -hmm. I mean it did push me into kind of creating my own sort of things theatre plays but then again I'm going to say again you don't want that to happen in order for you to <laughs> yeah it's a weird balance isn't yeah, it, it, is, it yeah is. for sure because it's like yeah you need inspiration and, and obviously it's great that so many people connected with the things mm-hmm. you were writing mm-hmm. um, which proves that like it's needed and it's very relevant stuff mm-hmm. but it's then also a shame like yeah. it's shit that people connect mm-hmm. to it but it's also like well your work is so needed then if, yeah. you, if people are connecting mm-hmm. 
um, would you say the racism was worse the first time you were in the industry or is it kind of yeah I mean obviously you're still going to experience unfortunately certain things yeah certain yeah, things yeah yeah it's, it's that's the thing because I know people say like oh yeah things have changed now there's more roles but that they have changed I mean there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot more roles for for black actors and there is kind of like a drive to say oh yeah we want to see this particular type of actor and I suppose that's good but then part of me feels that why does that have to be a thing it's just like shouldn't that just be a natural thing like oh actually women can do the same thing as men black actors can do the same act thing as uh, white actors why does it have to be a thing where we're now begging for a position do you know what I mean I know what you're saying yeah sort of there shouldn't in certain job descriptions where it doesn't sort of specify like race, gender, mm-hmm. sexuality mm-hmm. is often specified in them now. And it would mm-hmm. be nice if everybody could go for everything and not yeah, ca- yeah, not kind of exactly, feel like yeah, I have yeah. to just go for the ones yeah, yeah, exactly. that have specified for mm-hmm. it. But then on the flip side of that, it's good that there's sort of more opportunities where they're like, no, specifically we want to give a voice to this community of people. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the positive mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah, I, I find it really weird though because like for, I identify as bisexual, mm-hmm. and so when I see certain jobs that are looking for actresses from like an LGBTQ plus background, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, okay, perfect. Like I, yeah, that's a story that I would be interested in telling. Yeah, but then it's also I find it so awkward in the application. Like, how do I write about it without sounding like, like, oh, I tick this box, therefore mm-hmm. give me a job. It shouldn't affect job opportunities it shouldn't matter what sexuality or race you are exactly um so it's it's a really weird one mm-hmm. I, and i'm writing a play at the minute that is i want it to follow a, a women's football team mm-hmm. um because that for me was sort of it's where i discovered that i was bi it sort yeah, of yeah. really helped me come out and so yeah. I, I wanted to write a play that explores all of that mm-hmm. and and in terms of like casting it i, I probably would want people who had been through similar experiences so that they could connect with it more like authentically Mm -hmm. I actually wanted to be a footballer that was the when I was younger I actually wanted that I actually originally wanted to be a footballer but I was I was too small no way and I played on a wing and I was fast very very fast but I was just tiny and it just (laughs) it just never happened um and there was a voice there you know there was a voice like oh you're just too small that voice like you're not good enough you're not good enough. You're not. Too... Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that's. But it's helped. I think it's helped a lot. The whole football and the way it works, training. Because I, I see when I think about acting, I see it as the same thing. Um, in a sense where you have to prepare for an audition. So mm-hmm. the audition, in some sense, is a trial at a particular club or whatever. You got. You got to prepare. You got to train. And that's what I do now. So literally, I have. I bought all this equipment, so I brought lights and a camera and all that stuff. And I literally just self-tape all the time. All the time I'm just self-taping, even when I don't have an audition. So when something comes in, I'm actually ready for it. I'd never thought about it in that way before, mm-hmm. like the comparisons. But yeah, you're so right. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of a footballer will keep the fitness up, mm-hmm. whether you have a game or not, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't let that drop. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose that's helped a lot in terms of acting. I think you should create more then you consume. What I mean by that is, I hear a lot of actors talk about, oh yeah, you know, I watched, I binged this, I binged this. And all you're doing then is consuming. You're not creating. So like, even this podcast, you're creating. <laughs> you're, you're writing a play, you're creating. 
until create more than you consume. And then when I think about Rufus, he can't say anything. If you're putting the work in and you know that you're putting the work in, Rufus can't say, oh, you're not good enough. No, Rufus, I've did this, 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 this. Rufus like, oh, you did. You're right. <laughs> you did it. I'm like, yeah, so shut up, Rufus. Don't say anything. You know, shut up, Rufus. That's oh, so true, though. Yeah. yeah. When does, um for you, in terms of Dave or so to speak, when you do the work, when you're preparing and stuff, mm-hmm. and you have like a win, does Dave come over and like say, oh, yeah, you did well? Or does he keep quiet at those times? Or i think yeah he's just silent i yeah, think yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i don't i don't really have that voice that is sort of like oh you've done well mm-hmm. i mean I, I do but i think it's myself I, ha- I have to do it consciously i have to sort of make a choice to mm-hmm. congratulate myself and be like no you have done well yeah. today whereas i think the sort of insecurity stuff comes more into my subconscious mm-hmm. and the thoughts are kind of bubbling without me even realizing yeah whereas i think if i've if I've done something well, that's more sort of my present state of mind being like, no, okay, forcing myself yeah. to think positively like you have done well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Dave, I think he just fucks off for those moments. Yeah, I yeah. think he's just not even there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How about Rufus? Does he ever say well done or is he a purely negative? Um. Yeah, he does actually. Yeah, okay. so yeah he, did, he did well. Uh, but I try, I try not to... I don't celebrate my things that that happened. I don't celebrate them that much. I'm like, okay, on to the next one. I don't know if that's good or bad thing. So something happens, like, oh, that's good, that's good. And then Rufus might say, oh, that's good, yeah, you did well or whatever. And then it's gone. And I I probably won't talk about it again. And so when things do happen and maybe you should share them with people, I just don't do it. Yeah, and it, is that a bad do, thing? Or? No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Actually, I I had a conversation with my flatmate about this recently. Actually, kind of, um, I don't know. I feel almost awkward telling people my good news sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, unless if they ask me specifically, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Sort of being really happy and positive and yeah, like yeah. glowing about something, but I unless they ask me, mm-hmm. I, I don't tend to. So we kind of had a chat with with each other where we were like, no, like I want to hear your good news and like yeah. vice versa. So from now on, let's just start telling each other mm-hmm. positive things. And I don't even know why I worry because she's never gonna not be happy. Yeah. I think it is just that you're sort of taught not to gloat and you're taught not to mm. not to be too big headed or whatever. So I think it's that. I think it's hard to kind of let go and be fully like, no, I did really well today. Yeah. Do you think? Someone told you that when you were younger then to say, oh, stop showing off or... Probably. Yeah. It probably does stem from a childhood thing that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so like painfully shy in school mm-hmm. that I'd be really like super loud at home. And I don't really know when the two started to go such separate ways. When I first got to school, I was maybe chatty and yeah, maybe somebody said yeah. something to me and, and it really knocked my confidence. Um but yeah, people would take the piss out of me for being really quiet a lot. Like I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say a singular word and it'd be like, oh my God, she can talk, which has the complete opposite effect on someone who's quiet. Like yeah. if you say to someone, oh, you're really quiet, you should talk more. Mm-hmm. It has the opposite effect because then I'm really self-conscious and like, oh God, they've noticed how quiet I am. And it's going to be weird if I mm-hmm. suddenly start being really loud. They're going to be like, what the fuck's got into yeah. her? And it would play in my mind so much. And in reality, no one would have cared if I'd have suddenly started speaking. They'd have just probably been glad that I had something to say yeah. but but and like even doing a podcast now I'm kind of like oh can I can I keep up a conversation like like <laughs> what, what if I'm not chatty enough on a certain day what like I still kind of 
view myself as this quiet, shy person, yeah. which I, I don't think I am anymore, but it's just mm. I kind of have taught myself that I am. And so I, I'm still a bit, I have a lot of like social anxiety still. Yeah. Um, but like this now is going fine. And I'm like, you can yeah. talk. Like I can, I can hear my own voice. Like I know I can talk. <laughs> and yeah, like the idea of hosting a podcast, <laughs> I never would have thought somewhere where you have to talk. Yeah. I'd have been like, no, there's no way I can do that. What made you start it? What was the... Um, I think it was honestly from chatting to people at All In and kind of about, yeah. about their backgrounds and everyone had such a different reason as mm-hmm. to why they were there, yeah. which was really interesting. And I was really nervous that I'd left it too late because yeah. I was 23 when the course started mm-hmm. and I'd never done any kind of training before. I'd never been in a proper, yeah. sh- a proper show before. I, I auditioned for the university theatre group and didn't get in yeah. and kind of viewed that as like right, you're definitely not good enough then. If you can't even get into a university drama group, you're, def- you're definitely not good enough to be an actor. So kind of close that door. Yeah. And, and um, I forced myself down a different route and was I was on my way to being a English literature lecturer. Like I was literally like the final step away from signing myself up to a four-year PhD. Wow. <laughs> Do you know if you went, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. And then I think something just clicked one day and I was like, no like yeah i don't want to do that and so yeah i I was really worried that i'd left it too late Mm -hmm. no you haven't (laughs) yeah Yeah. which is crazy now like i'm still so young but i i was so worried that i was going to go and everyone was going to be 18 Mm -hmm. and sort of they were going to be way more experienced than me and again i think that was dave like no one had actually said to me you're too old to be doing this i Mm -hmm. think it was just again like an insecurity thing Mm -hmm. um And then, yeah, it was really interesting chatting to other people about their experiences. I think the idea stemmed from that as sort of for people who are thinking about going into the industry to listen to other journeys and stories and realise that there's not like a set way in, like so many, so many varieties and like different ways ways. in. Yeah, it's so true. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so true. I'm just, I'm just thinking that one of the things I wrote uh, when I was, Think about coming back i'm like what are you doing how why are you going back this makes no sense whatsoever but like you said you if you know there's that kind of like thing inside of you and you're like no this is calling me to do this i have to do it and it's that voice we also need to listen to as well i suppose right definitely um yeah but like you said you're gonna have doubts as well when you're there like oh am i gonna, am I gonna be the worst one here and is is this the right move? I think, like, the society we live in, I think, as well, it's a lot is driven, like, by age. Like, oh, by the time mm-hmm. you get to a certain age, you need to yeah. have ticked these milestones, uh-huh. which is absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you shouldn't live your life that way. But I think I was so stuck in the headspace of, like, I'm going to be judged from, from other people, mm-hmm. thinking, like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. I feel relaxed about the industry now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I, I, go, I go to auditions, I do my self-tapes, I send them off. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They don't like me, they don't like me. And I'm starting to realise that the only person you can actually be is you. That's it. There's no one like Abby <laughs> in the world. Do you know what I mean? There's no one who's going to have like, the same smile, the same, the way you speak. And it's not going to happen. So the more you embrace that as a person, it's like the more you, you can navigate your way around the industry yeah that's 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 what i feel that's yeah. beautiful like you are enough like you specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yeah just don't you never know what someone's looking for either yeah, yeah like don't try and change who you are to tick a certain box exactly and 
yeah, you are going to be right for certain things and you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to be right for others, but that doesn't mean that you've done a bad job. It's true. It just means that someone else was more suited to a certain role. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so true. What, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, so I, I, have, the, I have, <laughs> have this thing which I have is one life to live, no sequels. Okay. So that's what I really, I believe, which means... Just do anything you want to do. Take the risks. Because when you're gone, I don't, I don't want to be morbid in that. When you're gone, you can't do anything else, right? It's, it's just, so true, yeah. You're just gone. And I think if my younger self knew this, I think I would, be, I would be further in my career. But I would have done certain things that I would never have done because I was feeling, oh, it's not going to work out. And, and one of the examples is I remember when I was invited to the BAFTA building, it was like a rehearsed reading with um, Julian Fellows. And it was a rehearsed reading. And, and it, I was there, I was like, oh, this is amazing. What am I doing here? And then at the end, we had a, a chance to network with all the industry people. And the person I was with was like, oh, should we stay and network? And he was waiting for me to give the confirmation that, yeah, it's okay to stay. And I was, because I knew I was the only black person in this room. And it was just, you know, it's full of, it was all white people. It was, it was just no black people. I was, that voice was like, no, you, you shouldn't be here. No, it's, it's the wrong place. And, and I left. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go home. And like, you just never know what would have happened mm-hmm. if I would have stayed and, you know, started speaking to casting directors, producers, directors or whatever. And so, yeah, no, one life to live, no sequels. And who knows what, like I said, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. what I would say to my younger self. If Rufus hadn't piped up, you, yeah, might, you might have stayed. What a stage, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I think like, I used to really regret not starting acting sooner. Uh-huh. Kind of similar thinking, oh, how far ahead I could be now if, yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I had have started when I wanted to. Because uh-huh. um, to be honest, I think I knew by the age of 10 that I wanted to act. I did, mm-hmm. it, I did a year six school play <laughs> okay. um, where I played the evil queen in Snow White. <laughs> and it was the best experience I yeah. absolutely loved it and I think like if I'm being honest from that moment on I think I something in me like knew that mm-hmm. I wanted to perform but I, yeah. just, I never pursued it I was always like mm-hmm. no okay um, someone said like if you can see yourself doing absolutely nothing else you should go for it yeah. but if you can see yourself doing other things then no you absolutely shouldn't mm-hmm. I think it was a drama teacher at school I'd overheard her say this to somebody else yeah, yeah. and so I'd convince myself well I can see myself doing lots of things yeah so no I'm not going to pursue acting because it was like that easier oh, yeah it was like that easier way out that. oh if you didn't hear that <laughs> I know but then I don't regret it anymore because yeah, yeah. I, I think for me all in was the perfect introduction and I think actually I had a lot of, um, sounds so like cliche, but I think I had a lot of like self-discovery and stuff to do before mm-hmm. I was confident enough mm-hmm. to go into acting anyway. Yeah. So I think actually I'm really glad that this course was my first experience. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm sort of like, well, no, you started at the perfect time. Otherwise, if, if you were further on, you probably wouldn't have applied to this yeah. course maybe, or, you know, it would have been a different one that maybe wouldn't have clicked quite as well for you and mm-hmm. yeah like you can never predict what would have happened yeah do you believe in kind of like you know like a universe and law of attraction and things like that but you know you you attract the things that you kind of think or you know feel or whatever do you believe in or to an extent of, to i an do extent? yeah because i when i think about that i think about all in actors and like it was just the right people 
in the groove and I was just like, this is weird because it was just the perfect group. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the dynamics was just, it was, it was amazing. I would say it's one of the, one of the great kind of like experiences I've had in acting in terms of being around a group of people. These are one of the moments which I'm always going to look back and say, oh, okay, yeah, I remember this time. All in yeah. actors. And I think I could tell, even though I'd never been a part of another acting group before, mm-hmm. I definitely got the vibe that like this is unusual and this mm-hmm. isn't that common. And actually, we've been so lucky to find a group of people that all get on so well. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of level of care and people genuinely looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was so supportive and, yeah. and lovely. And um, yeah, like even, even you agreeing to come on my podcast today. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's amazing that I've formed a connection with somebody like because we weren't particularly like close mates or we anything didn't, we didn't speak did <laughs> it was like oh, hi yeah. hi hi bye bye <laughs> see you next week yeah. that's it i think that was the energy in the room to like feel a connection with everyone yeah. so i felt close enough to you that i could be like do you want to yeah, yeah. be on my podcast and thank you it was just <laughs> no was thank like... you thank you so much <laughs> when i seen your message i was like oh really she sent it to the right person <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I, f- I feel very blessed to have been yeah. a part of that group for mm-hmm. sure it's a lonely journey this mm. this acting thing is it can be very lonely especially when you don't hear anything the phone's not ringing or whatever and so it's it's helped it has helped a lot but a great network of, of people who you can you know lean on definitely yeah thank you so so <laughs> much for taking up your time to be here and no, you're welcome. i've I loved got, it this has I been such it. <laughs> it's been such a great conversation i feel really uplifted so yeah thank, thank you so much no, you're welcome thank you for having me Thank you so, so much, Solomon, for trusting me enough to be so open. Oh, I will definitely be taking that advice of create more than you consume as a mantra for life. I'd also like to say thank you to Stephen Sobel and Amy Sayers, all in actors, for your continued support. Odin Ornhill Marson for producing the music. And to each and every one of you for listening. Have a wonderful week and if your negative inner voice pipes up, don't let them win.